exactly perfect. Oh my god, not that high. Hi. Wait, did you see this is like maybe a couple weeks old now, but there was a like one of those TikTok therapists Ugh. and she started the video Hi baby. Oh my god. And it was like and people were like sharing it a lot. And some people in true earnest and some people being like, Why did she say baby? That's so gross. Not as bad, but on the same kind of like vibe as um, the like when people take baby audio and like do lip syncs to it. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the pedophile like fucking whistle. Yeah, where it's like, and you it's, I it's one of the more disturbing out of many disturbing TikTok <laughs> yeah, trends. Yeah, TikTok trends. Um. Hi, everyone, and welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it's a service industry podcast that we've been doing since time immemorial. <laughs> yeah, that is so Since we were babies. <laughs> we were talking like babies. If you go back in the archive, you'll hear us being like... Well, you're kind of establishing object permanence at the time. <laughs> and we've come a long way, baby. We have. We literally have. Um, it's like Virginia Slims. We are so growing up with you and you with us. And it's a, it's beautiful to have documented. Um, did I tell... I don't know. I haven't told you this. I, I've okay. been, um, been texting with somebody who um, I am hopefully going to interview soon for... Um, for my school for for research and i don't know this person and this person was a, a contact given to me by by a, a friend and we started texting and uh, this person was like oh i have a podcast and sent me the you know and i was like oh great i'll listen to it i was like bunnies so, like i have one too and which i just i don't know why i keep i don't always say that you know what i mean but, yeah like in some yeah. i'm trying to bond with you know not bond but i'm trying to like you know, get to know this person right, maybe right. a little bit, be friendly. And then he was like, oh, send it over. And I was like, fuck. Because when I have never met somebody, yeah, and there's not even a little bit of like, oh, Lillian's Contest, not like yeah. a monster overtly, <laughs> right? Or like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Having that be, and I guess this is the case for many listeners probably. I mean, you've never, never met me in person, but like, just someone I'm hoping to work with. And then I'm like, what the fuck episode do I send a person right. in this context? I can't just say pick one because God knows what you'll land yeah, on. Yeah, don't. So I picked one and I was like, this sound, this just seems like we give a shit about like vaguely something. But like, I was like, right. oh my God. what? No you, Ryan White jokes in the fucking. Dude, you know how many, I had to listen to us. I went through several old, ep I was like, okay, what the fuck is like a reasonable episode we've done? <laughs> and you know, we have quite a few of, of varying content and quality that I was like, what the fuck? Anyways. Um, yeah, it is always interesting to think yeah if, if I didn't know us and I listened to this podcast I don't know but then recently one of my coworkers, like all my coworkers, obviously know that I have a podcast and um but I don't think anyone like listens to it like some places I've worked people have listened to it while working with me but at this place like I don't think anyone does but then one of my coworkers recently came in and she was like I listened to your podcast it's kind of funny it's <laughs> 
Thank you Thanks. so much. Thanks, it is kind of funny. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, but it's like so, yeah, I don't know what would be the weirder experiences knowing us or not knowing us and listening to this podcast. I think they both have their, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Rosen thorns. It's one. more just this specific relationship of like, it's not like I'm a field worker, in the, but it, it's just a very specific, strange relationship that I'm with this person and I'm like, what they must think of me um, yeah but send him the ghost sh- why don't you send him the ghost show that's another one that i'm like <laughs> i have people at the academic conference i went to was like oh i saw you posted a- about a ghost i was like don't do not don't 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 don't, don't. um anyways if i were an alcoholic and i wanted to change my life if i heard the hours of audio of myself slurring on a podcast like I do on the ghost to show you I would like that would be my that would be it that would, I that's would like your um <clears throat> what's his name who's the guy who brought down the Berlin wall and then he his daughter released that video of him eating the cheeseburger on the ground do you know who I'm talking about no. he was on Baywatch what as a guest or no as a st- David Hasselhoff David Hasselhoff brought down the Berlin wall well, I think he like performed during this, the the clearing of okay. the rubble or something. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I do. Rem- now I remember <laughs> the cheeseburger thing. And yes, that's yeah. David Hasselhoff. And yes, it's Baywatch. I for some reason. I- <laughs> okay, not the first. Like thing. most of my information, this is coming directly from I Love the Eighties on VH1. <laughs> so you know, grain of salt little grain of salt <laughs> i was just imagining kind of like clawing at the like i'm like there's so there's video cut of a sledgehammer he's the first one to kind of t- start yeah to he kind threw of, the first he threw the first yeah. <laughs> David mm-hmm. Asloff not only took down brought down he threw the first stone and then he went on to break down the bird in new york he's throwing the first I stone. Mean, he goes to the big gay city he, like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to berlin it's kind of queer icon David Hasselhoff. Icon David Hasselhoff. <sighs> Very buzzy. Very buzzy. That's all I have to say. Anyways, um, Kelly, do you have any service stories you would like to share with our listening audience? Um, just kind of a weird week for me because I was like came back from COVID and I was texting Elaine about this. Like it's just like your mind is dulled by being sick and then you when you're back at work you're like why is this going bad (laughs) like or at least me I was like wow everyone is really annoying me and this is going bad and I'm like not doing a good job and I don't know why and then it was like oh yeah because you're like performing it you know 60% capacity or whatever yeah um and then we had like a big event on Friday and I think it was cute and it went well, but I it's it's all a blur. Let's be honest. Yeah, it looked cute on the internet. Thank you. I mean, I think everyone had fun with it, and like, um, you know, there were some special drinks. <laughs> I think they went okay. I mean, that is like the good thing about um, <clears throat> bartender. It's not rocket science, yeah. so it's pretty much like. You know, people are happy when you give them a drink. <laughs> yeah, you just give them booze. <laughs> yeah, and you're like cool. <laughs> I like this. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, 
Um, Great. And yeah, I think it, I think it went okay. And then, um, you know, yesterday I was extremely hungover, and I went into work, and it was like one of the things where like the brunch bartender like didn't leave me with like you know like lime wedges or whatever, and I was like, <laughs> like it's like completely devastated. <laughs> And it took me mm, how long into service to get fully set up? I don't even know. Yeah. And yeah. I was cut by like nine o'clock. I would say like there were only like 90 minutes of service that I was fully <laughs> set up that I was like on the floor and fully set up and not cut because it took me so long to set up. Then I worked for a little bit and then they were like, you can leave. And I was like, cool. So goodbye. Almost the whole time I was behind um, just because I was like, no, it's. The day after the staff party, I mean, that's always... Yeah, I mean, and he wasn't... The brunch bartender wasn't... He was, like... He was the opening bartender on Friday night and then brunch on Saturday mm. morning. I was the closing bartender on Friday night and dinner on Saturday night. And then the opening bartender on Saturday night. And so we were both not... Well. Well. And so, yeah, it was just like that. Like, it's just like using hot simple syrup because oh. like no one had like remembered oh. to make it and then it's like me making it on the fly and then like immediately pouring it into oh, you know like that God. level oh yeah I really and, do um, <laughs> and uh <sighs> you know good stuff you're pouring it from court container to court container back and forth to get the you to know air to cool it down <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's just like it's been a while since I was like that rough going into service I would say yeah. and um, I mean and it's fine it's all totally fine but it's just like it is so when you when there was a time when that was normal for me it's not really normal for me anymore and then when you do it and it's not normal for you you're like what the fuck is this truly I know it's like really scary to be like oh yeah this is how I was functioning like a good amount of the time <laughs> yeah just being like coming into work at 3 p.m. with a raging hangover <sighs> I was like and I was like yeah that's so, that's completely normal you're like okay I think I can manage to get a diet coke in me before I have to work for like 10 hours it's like what are you doing dude Right, like getting Popeyes on the way into work, oh like just God. crazy stuff, and and then also once you like stop doing that, you're like, I mean, it also is a reminder of like just how much better my life would be if I just didn't drink alcohol at all. Yeah, but, um, I know, not ready yet. Um, I'll give yeah. it up one day. Those accidental, years. accidental experiments, like when we learn those lessons, and then I'm like, uh, erase, erase results. <laughs> erase, Do not erase, want to know. Erase, no, 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 no. It's forbidden knowledge. I'm like, what would happen if I didn't drink every night or eat French fries? I'm like, oh, that's you know what? Never mind. I don't want to know that answer. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Wait, right. Quick question yeah. before I read a a, a listener's yeah. story. Lime wedges for you, or really any fruit wedge for you and for our listeners? Big question. Do you personally cut off the pointy, like, do you have a, do you have a, a, a shortened, like a, a blunt edge, or do you like the full point of, the full, the full bend of a wedge? I personally like the full bend. Same. Okay, great. I was worried you would be the opposite of me for a second um I personally like the full bend um 
it just I just think it it it's like that's what it's supposed to look like so it looks nicer yeah I don't understand why would that look better and then once you cut off it's I think the whole the integrity of the fruit starts to sort of break down and then you've got the weird you know what I'm talking about it gets I feel like the pulp dries out in within the wedge yes I completely agree thank you I don't understand this this need to to just make it into a little like stubby I don't know and then I used to work at a bar that all of the um twists were trimmed you know so they're like in the flag shape you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like where mm -hmm. you make it into like a little trapezoid and like that is really weird to me too because then you so you have to do it before service and you make like Mm -mm. 50 lemon and 50 orange twists and trim them and then by the end of the night they're like completely dried out so you they're then they become solely aesthetic because you're not getting any of the essential oil Mm-mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think that's so weird and i don't think it looks nicer the rule i was always Personally. taught the rule i was always taught is that a garnish should never be purely decorate you know decorative yeah should always add something and it's like that's just so fucking lame also like if you don't have time to properly garnish like don't garnish don't garnish at all or rethink what how that your whole bar is running because you should have time it shouldn't make make an impact whether or not you take the truly eight seconds to do the well i think that also has to do with like obviously like the clientele and like either the it's cocktail a style servers thing. or regular yeah, yeah, servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like also that, that it's like if you're in a position, like I've worked in bars where people are like. Kelly's staring at me I mean, that's the intently. nice thing about working at a restaurant is like you can be like half the drinks you're making, you'll never see the people that are yeah. drinking them. And the other half, like people enjoy the show of watching you prepare it mm-hmm. when they're sitting at the bar at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. That's why I'm like, will I ever bartend in a bar again? It's I don't horrible. think so. It sucks. It's not fun. I really thought I wanted to do that, and I really didn't. It's not fun, in my opinion. The pace is overwhelming and fucked up, and it's too many opportunities for bad things to happen. It's a nightmare. Completely. So real, like, if y'all do that, like, God fucking bless you, because I am not that Seriously. tough. I am not that tough. I thought I was. Seriously. I'm not. I can't, I can't handle it. I think it's also like especially now like people expect the same quality of service from a bar bartender even if you're at like a divey bar they still want you to be and I'm not even talking about service in the in the sense of like what you're preparing like the true emotional labor people want you to be like so convivial and so sweet and they want you no matter how many people are standing in front of them or behind them they want to be like and so fourth have tomorrow mm. tell me about that distillery and it's like no get a grip no it's so fucking annoying we'll go back to that no god god no um oh, jesus christ i'm tired just thinking about it um, <laughs> anyway all right let how me, are you how's I'm, um fine beautiful eugene eugene is just fucking fine um nothing to really uh say except i cried in a new place this week 
which was a bar and grill called uh, Wild Goat, which mm-hmm. I like that detail. Might be a new low as far as places in this town I have cried in. I would say worse than a library bathroom. So that's my update. Oh, library bla- bathrooms, a class. Eh? Exactly. I mean, that's kind of it's uh, it's a little bit romantic and timeless. Absolutely. You know. So anyways, that's where I am. It was fine. It was a very short stint to cry because I was in front of a bunch of people. Possibly the worst place in time to cry. All right. No, you, you, you pull off a, a quick cry. Oh, thank oh. you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm going to read a listener uh, story again. Uh, please always write uh, in your stories. We have a link in our Instagram bio, or you can email them to us at thefohpod at gmail.com. Okay. Um, this is from Chelsea. Chelsea, thank you for writing in. Uh, and this happened in a pizza place in Atlanta. I didn't know they had pizza there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know. That's interesting. Thank you, Chelsea. Okay. Um, I worked at a pizza bar in a brand new development in a very popular, busy neighborhood in Atlanta. Also, by the way, love Atlanta. Would live there. Okay. For a high volume establishment, they had the scrappiest patio ever. Uh, incredibly cheap furniture and all of it crammed together with hardly any room to move around. Also, there was constantly construction going on above us. Cool. Uh, One day, I was the only server on the floor for a weekend lunch on a perfect fall day, and of course, everyone wanted to sit on the patio for the view. Unfortunately, construction was going on at the apartment upstairs, and I had to scream at my customers for them to hear me. God, again, these patio ghouls, they just demand it. It doesn't matter if it's the worst experience in the fucking world. Um, I could hardly hear them either. It got so bad, I started asking people to type their order on their cell phones for me to read. Oh, my God, poor Chelsea. It was a bit windy, and when, I got, and when I went inside to run more food, an especially strong gust of wind blew construction dust over, uh, blew construction dust on every single one of the patio tables. All of them were in the middle of eating, so there were so many overpriced pizzas completely covered in construction dust. It took me 20 minutes to find my manager, as one would expect, of course. And when I finally did, I had to explain the entire nightmare to him, and he was in utter disbelief. Over a thousand dollars in pizza comps. <gasps> oh my God! In pizza comps and gift cards were handed out that afternoon. The only thing not ghoulish about this experience was that the customers were actually very, very nice about it, and they felt sorry for me. So I still got a few pity tips. The stress hit me hard from that shift. Afterwards, I cried in the alley with a kind coworker who offered free therapy in the form of a bottle of wine and a cigarette. Oh my God. Fuck, that's so stressful. That is so stressful. Oh, man. It's also, like, something when you look back, you're like, okay, so there was just, like, a weird day and, like, construction, and we, we, you know, whatever, we gave them, we comped them, and it was not a big deal. But, like, in the moment... In the moment. It is, like, you... There's nothing... Everything's on fire, and it's just you. Yeah, and, like, it's really hard to have a sense of, like, um, scale in yeah. those moments. Like, you're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. Also, when, like... And you're like, $1,000 is the most amount of money. Right. Which it's not. But also, like, when the other element that makes this extra crazy is that one 
method or mode or whatever of communication has been taken out of the equation. So you can't yeah. you can't say, hey everybody, just give me one sec. I know this is a little wacky. Let me just check in real quick. Like you can't kind of make yeah. a broad because the, the, the noise is so loud everything's covered in dust and you can't find your manager i mean like i would have a mental breakdown so god bless chelsea you're like pantomiming (sighs) (laughs) you're like everyone look at me oh my god shut down the patio you you start doing clap once if you can hear me yeah i mean and then you're like and everyone's pizzas will be calm (laughs) okay clap once if you can hear me oh my god anyways well the things we go through for people's god bless god bless um, a very funny thing about my restaurant is that it is like um, still new, kind of still getting the sea legs, and like open during like full pandemic times. And so, like, there are still like funny quirks about it because like the systems have changed so much over the course of its like short life that like yeah i don't know just certain funny things such as we j- only just literally this week we're like so when you you can't comp your own stuff you have to find a manager and tell them you're gonna comp it I hate that. like um which is like very funny because it's just funny that like the restaurant had been open and just people had been like comping kind of whatever they wanted mm-hmm. and like putting discounts on whatever they wanted until now and like only just now where they like wait um <laughs> there should be like some accountability yeah. for this very funny wow yes but also i'm sure you guys can hack it um oh for sure i mean it's literally like one of those things of like Everyone knows there's a million ways around that. And also, like, I don't think they're, like, going to be, like, particularly... I don't think they're going to be keeping any, like, major eyes on it. Yeah. Um, But it is... Just, it is always stunning when those things happen. Like, when you have to make the announcement of just, like... So, um, just don't... You know what I mean? Like, when when we worked together we worked at a restaurant that everyone hated so much and was stealing from so actively that at one point we got an email that was like so we're only ringing in for every bottle of by the glass that we go through in inventory we sell two glasses of wine and so we would love to just kind of bring that up to three or four uh, you know what i mean like it's like funny when you get those sorts of announcements that are like if just anything could work uh, correctly. A little bit. That would be great. I mean, also, like, we all knew that they didn't do inventory, so that combined with our utter misery was just, like, and then the one time someone did inventory, they were like, wait. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so what I typically do is put um, whole bottles of wine on the staff drinks tab, so that way it kind of hopefully balances out. Um, that's my little contribution to the books um <laughs> yeah so crunch those so, numbers and and get back to me would ya, would ya? Uh, i mean yeah when we worked there i considered that i tried for a second okay i tried for a second and then i did and then i went back into being like that's i work at the market <laughs> I work at my own shop entirely. Oh my God, don't even. Okay. All right. Um, 
let's get into the business of it today here. Let's get into the business. Um, yes, we were trying to think of a topic, crypto. I don't know what's going on with crypto. I'm going to read that New Yorker article later this afternoon. Oh, they're about on the guy. It, huh? Yeah, the guy in the Bahamas or whatever. The guy in the Bahamas. Um, but it's all, it's, it seems bad for those people. For the and community. It seems like it's for the crypto community. And so I was thinking about like scams, schemes. Sometimes, especially with like um, liquor brands, it can feel Ponzi scheme ish. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it's like, like when someone, especially if you're talking to like another bartender and they're selling like a new spirit a little too hard to you, you're yeah. like, are you getting, yeah, kickbacks from Greenpoint? brewery or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Hook. yeah so we were thinking about that there's a big wine trial that just kicked off in france for a wine fraud oh to be I a remember juror an old... oh to be a juror <laughs> oh, <sacre laughs> do they have juried trials over what do they do over there i don't know i don't hmm. know I actually don't know. I don't know either. It seems like they have something else that's kind of funny, you know? Well, it's, like, so funny that, like, in England, they still do full, like, um They're wearing the wigs. They're wearing the yeah. wigs still. They're painting on They're moles. still wearing the wigs. They're painting on moles. Wait, that's yeah. actually more French, actually, now that I think about it. Well, anyways. They're doing full-on Barry London, you know? The court is doling out spankings. They only have, they only, they still use candles. There's no electricity allowed. <laughs> There's no electricity. It's crazy in there. Um, very it's beautiful. It's freezing cold. You can, you mean the court? The court sketch artists have a blast because the lighting is exquisite and the, oh, the, it's beautiful it's work that comes out of those. It's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they do over there. It seems like they would have some kind of sort of like it would all end in kind of like a feast or a party. Like, there's no way it's like a real. I would feel like the thing of, that I would expect from France is that like they do have juries, but for some reason the juries are gigantic. Like that it's like 60 people Oh yeah, instead of 12. It's all the people who like signed the Roman Polanski letter or whatever, like that's <laughs> right. just like a permanent jury. They're like, it's... if you were on the Harper's letter, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one jury that's the same jury for like 40 years and then they switch it out and the jury is 60 people. Yeah. Great. Um, we've solved the judicial system in France. Okay. Uh, sorry. Continue with the explanation of the actual subject. So basically, um, this is kind of an interesting wine fraud to me because, um, like, well, it's similar to like that. Um, was it Aust the Austrian one where they were putting in like paint thinner or something? Yeah. In the fucking wines. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, like. Most wine fraud, or at least when I think of wine fraud, I think of like um, high end. Like people will like mislabel wine, or they'll like give it, they'll they'll falsely age it in right. certain vintages. Um, and then I think of like olive oil, which we right. talked about as having like the larger scale of just like it's all cut with like canola or like hazelnut oil or whatever. Right. But this was just. Um, they were taking cheap Spanish wine, p passing it through a port in Bordeaux in France yep. so that it would get the AOC designation of Smart. Bordeaux, which yep. is 
quite high. And then they did this for years, <laughs> which is so crazy. So it was like billions of gallons of wine. It was a lot of wine. And they millions were selling or it as different, as different, um, like grapes too, right? Like it was, yeah. it was, it was multiple different. Okay. Yeah. It's like, so yeah. So this is like, um, it's just crazy. And then they said like they started it in 2013 because there was like a bad harvest that year. So this and... is, this is from food and wine. Uh, Mike yeah. Pomeranz, Pomeranz, I think, um, over 4 million bottles of Spanish wine were labeled oh, as man. French fraud case alleges. Uh, imagine, ugh, like the moment when someone tastes this wine and has kind of a, they kind of maybe, or they're smelling it. What's the, the nose seems a little, Mm. hmm. so this Mm. is, this is Bordeaux. And then they just absolutely, it all comes together and they just, they know, they're like, this is somebody with a, a swarthy skin made this wine it is no way it comes from oh this tastes too it's too hot it's too spicy it's too it's a too dark and exotic i can possibly be from france um i'm sure is kind of what happened mm-hmm. um the, the jury will find that to be true um they could taste the white dreads <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Spain, to be honest with you. Yeah, a couple rat tails and... Uh, White Dreads, Fanta. Um, Calimoco, Calimocho. Calimocho. These are Spanish signatures, in my opinion. And the, then they've got the... Um, whatever, you know, the Basque the Basque kids. Oh, be- and, and the Basque country. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, we love them. They've got their guns. Um... And their guns and their bombs. That could apply to, you know, certain Basque people. Absolutely. Um, I would be anxious to see what happens. But I, but I think, uh, again, not that this is good by any means <laughs> or, like, even something to, like, cheer for. But it always is kind – it's kind of funny when it's, like, who is the – Who's the victim? Who, yeah, who's the victim yeah. in this crime? And who is so outraged at this absolutely damaging to the... the uh, we've lost consumer trust in French wine. Like, I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, it's not good and like this, but um, the absolute indignity of it all is just very funny to me when people get very huffy about these things. 100%. I mean, it's like... I think that it is like it fits very well in like um, in the context of like everything being a fraud and every like and that you know you can't trust anything and even our food is you yeah. know suspect and da 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 um, on a in in, a, in the large scale but then if you like zoom in on it it's that like French people are some of the most like virulently nationalistic racist weirdos yeah and um it's hilarious that it's happening to them and uh yeah (laughs) the same uh the same author also for food and wine also wrote uh french police bust burgundy wine theft network 
So there's Ooh. so, but this is last year. But like, again, it's just. It's I feel like that Mike is on the crime beat for food and wine. Mike, interesting little niche you got for yourself, and well <laughs> yeah. done. Um, but says uh, French police recovered a mere nine hundred bottles of French wine worth six million dollars. It's like okay, that's the problem here. Right, exactly. Is like we're in. <laughs> it, it, I mean, we're really in like the commodity fetishization of yeah. French wine because it's like yeah. why would I mean like we talked about um when Mr. Franzia not Franzia died and he was like <laughs> is a bottle of $80 wine 40 times better yeah. than two buck chuck right and it's like that like is is it possible that 900 bottles of wine is worth six million that's made no. up it's made that's, up we know that we know same this. thing with goddamn crypto it's all fucking made up by some it's guy all made up and it's like you've you've picked this like even the what you value in the wine let alone the valuation of it yeah like the money that's associated with it but even what you value in the wine is arbitrary as we see with like you know robert parker score that was made to democratize yeah wine tasting then that got flipped on its head. We don't like this anymore. Like, even what is considered valuable within wine is arbitrary, let alone right. how we decide to price that. But also, like, we're not even pricing it based on the amount of labor or the amount of, you know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah. it takes none of that into account. And we've also had, like, all of those, we had that scandal with the fucking, even the, oh my God, God forbid the natural winemaker be accused of fucking like indentured servitude or whatever the fuck she was pulling on her organic biodynamic bullshit it's like fuck off um yeah a great quote about this this wine theft um and you know what i love classic thievery i mean we all do yeah we love an ocean's 11 like love when the physical object is being stolen i mean these guys Again, a French burglar stealing wine? I mean, are you kidding Does it get any better? Tell me. I want you to pull me aside and whisper to me that you just stole $6 million worth. Please tell me about it. What outfit were you wearing? I would would die. I know you're wearing all black. You're wearing all black. You have this little eye mask situation. Hamburglar style, but it's (laughs) chic. Yeah. (laughs) And you're stealing six. I mean, it's a thrill. It's a thrill. It's a thrill for all of us. It's nothing short of a thrill. Um, The owner of this, uh, I'm seeing if it's like a the producer or whatever it was. um, He said, "There is little hope of finding these bottles, but if you come across a 2018 loss from the Chavis estate, sold hand to hand, do not hesitate to notify the police." I was like. (laughs) <laughs> good fucking luck pal if someone hand sells me a bottle of wine a that's cool as hell b <laughs> no i'm not calling the police b, no <laughs> i won't go to the police love it love it love it um love the idea we're we're just brainstorming but i'm not I, gonna do that <laughs> um yes um so funny to like uh 
just the uh i know like obviously like the pol the police in the u.s are like so overrepresented as we all know but it's so funny that like the police the, the, the mere fact that they exist is so funny like the idea of like <laughs> go to the police like what? Like I'm Celine Dion, je telephone le police or whatever. Police. Like be somebody like I'm not for wine. <laughs> Why would I even tell them about that? <laughs> also, with climate change, everyone's going to be making wine from the same lava pit soon, anyway. So you might as well just get used to it. It's like don't worry oh about it. Oh my god, wine. Yeah, we all better get used to drinking the hottest fucking something else. <laughs> I don't even know. It's not going to be mead. Bees are dying. Although mm. I feel like bees have made a comeback recently. Yeah, they're back in the game. You don't hear about it as much anymore. You don't, and want, you want to know why? Just kidding, I don't know why. <laughs> um, I mean, I can walk in, there's a, multiple stores here in Eugene. I can walk in and buy a full beekeeper outfit in no time flat. It's amazing. It's, oh, wow, I love that for you. You know, I, well, it's certainly something. It's certainly something. <laughs> um, like, I'm wondering what the, what the, what the what that like sort of medium level alcohol drink of the future will be like grape growing that's i mean i actually grape growing is kind of spreading because mm. like as stuff warms you can grow right. it in right more northerly and southerly climates but um just like honey so meads off the table wines off the table i guess what 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 can you make oh vodka corn we got corn big time Corn and potatoes, those are, you can always have those. I'll oh, and, back to and rice with a hot climate. Rice is great. It's just got to be wet, mm -hmm. though. It's got to have water. Right, right. The water is the tricky part. Because we are is the out of that. Part. We are out of that. Right. Hmm. Well, maybe those have like a bunch of like, you know, like a chain gang style, people just kind of spitting constantly or something <laughs> like that. That might be the future that we're all headed towards. Um, um, and then I just wanted to end on the note of just thinking about food scams. Something that I don't know if we've ever talked about on the podcast, and I would be really surprised. Do you know about Juicero? No. <laughs> okay. I know. I don't know why this it's like is, ringing a weird bell, but not. It for was a like a thing a couple years ago, and it was these like packets, and you had to. They were like these vacuum sealed packets of juice. And you had to buy this specific me machine that was like these packets of juice. And it was supposed to be like, they were so condensed and they combined. And so they like had so much more concentrated of like vitamins than normal juice. And only the Juicero machine could open the packets. What? And that you had to buy this machine and you had to buy these packets, but you would get this like super concentrated like vitamin power. And then someone like on YouTube or something because this was in like 2013, it was like pre-TikTok days. They were like, um, cool. So I bought a bunch of Juicero packets and they're just packets. Like you can just like open them. That is so funny. But the machine that was like marketed as like, these have to go in. Like a Keurig thing. Yeah, it was like a Keurig thing, but for juice. And then they were like, this is just regular juice like in a packet. You could open it if you wanted to, but you also don't need this. Oh my god! Just love the idea of like something so complete. Like you've been like on every level invented. It just, it's just I I, I have we come 
have we realized these things? Do we fall for these still? I mean, I guess the crypto thing is is evidence that you, that we have not learned our lesson from Juicero, and you know, I think. Well, I think crypto Juicero. <laughs> these are gendered scams. It's are you and I falling for Juicero? No, are boys possibly, possibly so. I mean, them, they're teaming up with the bread bros of Silicon Valley. <laughs> and, I forgot about the bread bros. Uh, and, and Soylent and all that. And, and they're, they're not changing the world, but they are ruining their own lives. So that's, yeah. I think, that is the, the silver lining in all of this. Um, every, but you know, here, every, it seems that there's a new crypto, this is the end of crypto story on Twitter or whatever, every few weeks. And I'm like, okay, but what's, like, what's the some, result? Some, it's, is some this, people are, some people are holding on because, yeah. No, but I mean, like, is, the, like, is any of it really saying this is the end or this means this? It just seems like it keeps going and, and people are still, it's like MLMs and all of that and pyramid schemes. Like you get too sucked in and you don't leave, but like it doesn't seem like there's been any real repercussions of like the, the as a whole crypto right. is coming I, down. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure there are still people right now, like, because I think that's part of it with crypto for the people. I mean, it's very much like an MLM or like any sort of like, cultish thing like where part of it is that they're like they almost rely on the downtimes to be to like reinstill yeah. the you know what i mean it's like we'll buy the dip and it's like yeah they you know they want they want it to fail but we'll buy the dip and then we'll come out on top yeah. are people still saying that now i don't know because i try to avoid the crypto stuff i don't get it yeah, I mean, it's hard to get something that's not real. So it's like, right. I, that's not your fault. It's like, Thank that's you. that's just that's just reality. Um, uh, I mean, also, while we were, we were looking up, like, we're like, okay, like food scams, pyramid schemes, like what's, you know, what can, what's analogous? Uh, and then of course, like when I Googled like <laughs> food pyramid schemes, it's like, okay, what do you think comes up when you Google <laughs> food pyramid, Lillian? Okay, do you get sort of like history's greatest yeah. food schemes? The Ponzi of cheese. The Bernie Madoff of fucking like grains? Kind of, no. actually. Kind of. I mean, well, no, but also, yeah, you obviously get the USDA food pyramid, but then also, and we don't have to get into it because it's about, the episode's about to end, but like, that is a fucking scam also. Oh, I mean, especially the food pyramid that we grew up I, with, that was all about where the government subsidy, exactly. they, they built the food pyramid around where the government was sending money to which, you know and what I mean? And when did food, when did fucking obesity start to fucking skyrocket? Is like the literal moment they debuted the fucking food pyramid and they were like, don't eat fat, just eat carbs ruin your whole yeah by life. the way which is it's uh still pretty much how i live my life it was hard it's hard to move on from that uh, just eat pasta and margarine life i mean like you know uh, it's 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 a compelling argument to have bread with every meal i'll say that it's, it's, it's pretty, i'm listening you've piqued my interest <laughs> when you say eat 11 servings of bread a day i go okay I'm, yeah. okay so it doesn't fill me up <laughs> And I have to eat a lot of it. Okay. Uh, 
I'm here for it. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. And it makes me fat. (laughs) Perfect. That sounds perfect. That's the perfect. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. So anyways, I mean, everything is just a goddamn nightmare. Um, And go ahead and I hope all of you get cornered by a wine thief in this life you know at some point i hope you get held up outside the natural wine store (laughs) in your neighborhood (laughs) if you've spoken to either of us in real life that's already happened to you so it's (laughs) (laughs) your wishes my wishes come true for you um i mean we've got to be there's got to be a new natural wine scandal coming up soon we haven't heard in a million years i know yeah i know they're out there i know they're they're out out there there. bring them to us we'll report on the easiest kind of wine to scam on honestly i mean you could you just make bad wine and people will still drink it it's like kind of genius yeah very true and they'll say wow this is really earthy really Um, high toned oh my god um, I got dragged properly for the first time since I've been here and it was really, a, really a beautiful and it was, it was food, it was food related. And I was like, you know what? What happened? No, I was walking into actually walking into wild goat and I said, I didn't have dinner. God knows I'm not eating the food here. And this girl turns around. She's like, she's like, right only party bar which is like one of the nice restaurants in town like she was just like right Lillian only eats at the you know and I was like thank you I never even have spoken about that place to you you just picked the right place right to pin on me and like thank you for knowing me enough to make fun of me in the right way I really appreciate it love it yep I've made it I've made it all right um well i don't think we have any new patrons but i honestly haven't looked so if we haven't given you a shout out we will soon um and consider becoming a patron if you would like to support us that way otherwise just listen and review and rate and subscribe and tell your friends we're idiots and we should listen in and laugh at us you know every little bit helps (laughs) you can roast lillian anytime (laughs) oh my god you know i love it let's go all right. Well, all right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye bye.